What is your condition? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, Worship Team's leaders and friends, thank you so much for downloading this WTT and WTT University, Worship Team Training, that is, podcast. Thank you also, members, for coming in and watching today's show as you're here on video and seeing everything. And if you're listening by our audio broadcast, by iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify. We thank you so much for downloading, uploading us into your device. It is a privilege to be here with you. Members, how are you? We hope that everything is going great your way. Man, we just came out of spring break, and we've been off for a week, so you've noticed that we've been without an episode, but we are glad to be back, and we've all had our rest, uh, some more than others. I kind of still wish that yesterday was still Monday. So here we are Tuesday giving you a broadcast because, yeah, we're trying to get out of the place of where we were, which was good rest, but also, you know, you kind of want to stay there, but yet, you know, God brings you back to the land of the living. And I am glad because I've been sick uh, for the past two weeks and it's not been fun, uh, but I'm now on the other side of the hill. You guys know what it's like. And man, there's nothing like good health. So, hey, thank you so much, um, all of our podcasts and member, listener, followers here. Thank you so much for visiting also worshipteentraining.com. Uh, be sure to check out our university site. That's our membership on-demand site for worship leaders and worship teams. You don't want to miss it. 800 articles videos, downloads, ebooks, videos, more than what you can shake a stick out for your worship team training development. So please go to WTTU.co and sign up for a membership today. You can catch all the other postings here at worshipteentraining.com. Look at our events, blog. Uh, we are also redesigning the site, so be on the lookout for that. University members, be sure to check out the latest news on our Facebook page. That's for WTTU only. And our regular listeners as well, and friends, you can go to our Facebook public page at facebook.com slash worship team training. Also, be sure to follow our Bible highlights on version. Search out worship team training. Search Brandon Dempsey. We'll come right up. Uh, you got our Twitter address, at worship TT and at worship TTU. And be sure to... Sh- that <laughs> I'm going way too fast. Let me slow that down. Okay, rewind. Be sure to sign up for our Monday Morning Digest. That's right. So you will get a newsletter that comes right to your inbox every Monday about events, news, new videos, articles coming up. And uh, you can do that at worshipteentraining.com on the homepage pop-up. Just sign in and your email address in the field. And when you also become a member, you get another newsletter that actually has all the content you can access for those videos, downloads, and ebooks. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, next up, man, we have more guests coming uh, on the roster. We've already had Rich Kirkpatrick. That was a lot of fun. Coming up next, we have Dustin, Dustin Smith. Meredith Andrews is still waiting in the wings. Casey Corum and uh, a lot of other great friends, Jenny Owens and Kent Morris. So you don't want to miss all that. Coming up very, very soon. Plus, we have our Thursday guest that's coming. And on Thursday, let's see, who do we have on Thursday? You have to check out members uh, on wttu.co slash events, and you will see the calendar, 
and the postings of who else is coming. So you want to be sure that you're getting ready for that. Enough said. Hey, we're glad that you're here. This is also the first time you're watching this video and you're a member. You're just brand new. Hey, we say welcome and thank you for becoming part of our family. Let's get right to it. We are talking today about unconditional. That is the word of the day. So when I started out that very sentence question, what's your condition? So let's talk about that. What is your condition? We live in this image-driven materialistic world, and there's a new thought. It's not, it's not a new term, but when you think about the key term of uh, minimalist, what does that mean for you? I think that downsizing what we do in our lives in our worship ministries is key. I think we're so inundated by keeping up with the next trend that we see, what, on YouTube and the next worship leader or the new band that came out. Um, like, you know, one of my new songs that I just love is, what is it? Uh, this is How I Fight My Battles. Just a just an awesome prayer set to music. Uh, it's by The Upper Room. And that was just born out of spontaneous worship. It was born out of prayer. And the song wasn't really meant to be a hit. It just took off as a prayer, really. And now a lot of worship teams, ours included, is just enraptured by that song. And a lot of people are doing it. And it's kind of one of those, you know, not well known, but yet it's just this weird group following that people are just attaching. And when I say weird, I mean weird in a good way. That it's just it's just an awesome prayer. I love the writers who God has inspired to create that music and that and that prayer. But what I see at the same time is a lot of churches and a lot of worship leaders trying to recapture that, trying to re- replicate it. They're trying to make it something of their own, but yet it's not their own prayer. Does that make sense? I think that you can take things that God gives you in life, and that's really anything, and try to replicate it at such to the point where it's mechanical. It's not it's it's not life breathing. So this is what I say um, from a good mentor of mine who said this that you can nurture a culture of worship, but you can't impose one. Does it mean that we don't do songs that we hear? No. It means, you know, look deeper to find out what is driving you to to pick this song. What is it within you that is giving you purpose and reason for doing it? Is it because maybe you heard it and it's cool? And you want to be like the band. And I know on the outside, we all say, no, I don't want to do that. That's not what I'm trying to be, Brandon. I don't want to be sound like the other band. You know, I get that. But at the same time, we still do it. We still try. We still strive. We don't say it out loud. But in our hearts and in our minds, we strive to be like somebody else. Why? I'll just say it. Because we are unhappy. That's right. We are unhappy. And you may be thinking, no, Brandon, you got it all wrong. I'm fine. My ministry's great. Okay, well, the, the, the more that you keep justifying and defending why things are great in your ministry says that there is a bigger problem because you're not happy, because you're trying to find other reasons to gravitate to say, well, no, this is not who I really am. This is who I really want to be. That's being unsatisfied. So where and how do we become satisfied? Our verse of the week 
the word of the week is unconditional. Is conditional, sorry, conditional. We're talking about unconditional love. And our verse of the week comes from Psalms 3.3. The writer says, But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head. He is putting his significance in the Lord. Why? Because the Lord is a shield around him, around me, around you. And he says, my glory. He's saying, but you, Lord, are a shield around me. My glory, the one who lives. He's saying, my glory is in you, God. God, you are my glory. He's not saying, I have glory within myself, and I'm the one who makes myself great. And yes, God is just a little bit part of me sitting beside me in the pastor's seat. And things are all good because I pray, I do my Bible study, I sing, I lead my team in worship, and I'm good. But then God still is that passenger. Where is it that God becomes your complete satisfaction, like David? When David says, you are you're a shield around me, my glory. Who? The one. <clears throat> not the many kings, not the great things that he's done, not the accolades, the credentials, how big his worship team is. But he says, the one. My glory is the one who lifts my head. When is the last time that you said to God when you first wake up in the morning, Lord, you are the one who lifts my head. You are the one who causes me to rise. You are the one who sustain me that I you sustain me so that I can stand. You are the one who provides for me daily. You are the one who gives me sustenance. Why all these things? Because God's love is unconditional even in the places where we put conditions upon ourselves to be like somebody else to be like this worship man this worship leader what we've seen on youtube do you see how this all connects because when god is no longer the satisfaction of our heart we try to find satisfaction in other things now this is no different sunday school class this is no different from the way in which the world lives They live by sin because they sin due to the fact that there is not no longer God or there hasn't been a God or hasn't been God. I'm sorry. There hasn't been God in in their lives to be that complete satisfaction. So therefore, sin becomes the antidote rather than truth, rather than grace. Do we do that as Christians? You bet we do. We may not see ourselves in the same way. Um, We are different because we're saved by Christ. We're no longer in sin, but yet we still sin. Uh, Paul says that we still, we all fall short of the glory of God. And it is a reminder of God's glory, God's unconditional love that comes to us. Not the same kind of love that we try to find in other things, but worship itself Worship is not what we get from God. If you're following on our study, The Journey of a Worshiper, members, we're on page 77, Unconditional Love, Unlimited Worship. And our key verse again was Psalms 3.3, about God's glory being the lifter of my head. His unconditional love is the reason why we worship God, because we worship God because we want 
to give to God, not to get from God. It's easy for us to think, well, if I just pray enough, if I sing enough, if I practice enough, uh, but still, you see that we keep beating ourselves to the pulp. We keep whipping ourselves at the post because we're not good enough. Where does that come from? I'm not good enough. Therefore, we're also saying God's unconditional love is not good for me either because it, you know, if I keep striving and beating myself into submission, maybe I'll be better. It doesn't work that way. It's actually reverse concept. But when you think truly about God's unconditional love, let me go on to read here. He does not answer our concerns prayers based on how much we praise him. This would be conditional. You see that? Then we would be serving a conditional God. And in return, we would not be receiving anything but judgment. That's the Old Testament. That is the law. But now Christ has come to fulfill that. And no longer are we in bondage to sin. No longer are we under the law, but we're under the law of grace, which is Jesus. So then what does God want? He wants, because he's done these great things out of his unconditional love and passionate love that pursues us. What he wants from us in return is genuine praise. What is genuine? Let's let's look at the, I didn't even read the definition yet of conditional. It says this in my Mac uh, dictionary, not subject to any conditions. Unconditional means not subject to any conditions. Is the Lord subjected to any conditions? Is his love confined in one corner? No, but sometimes we act as though it is. In other words, I don't think we're really living free. I think there's a lot of us out there that are not living free, not living according to God's truth because we don't know really what freedom is. I don't think that we've really experienced it because if we had, if we had, we would not be desperately trying to chase other things in this world or in our ministry or in our lives, right? We don't look, I know I'm saying a lot of unpopular things. I know that what I'm saying is probably not set on a pedestal and the model of this is how we need to lead worship. I get that. I'm talking about real deep things that really bother the soul. So what, what bothers you? What bothers you about the things that maybe you feel you're not getting in life? Maybe you feel that you're not receiving from God. Maybe you feel are not happening within your ministry. We all go through it. Is it wrong? No. But what becomes wrong is how we respond to it. Because if we respond negatively to it and put conditions within ourselves on ourselves or even try to think that God's putting condition on us, thinking thoughts like, well, why is God letting this happen? Why is God doing this to me in my ministry? Why can't God do that? If I look at this worship over here in this church or this other person in my life, why can't I be like that too? It's it's because God doesn't want you to be like those other things. God is not conditioning you to be like someone else. God is not conditioning you to be loved even in the way that you think you want to be or have the things that you want in life or do the things you want in your ministry because God's got a specific plan only for you. When you think about the life of Joseph, Joseph was thrown into the ground, sold to the Egyptians. And yet out of God's provision and God's unfailing love, God seated Joseph to the highest position in Egypt, sitting beside Pharaoh to rule 
that country. And then later, Joseph's brothers and families, as we read in the story, they were at the very end of the story, they were just utterly broken to see how the brother that they threw away, how he's now raised up. But Joseph gave glory to God. Joseph didn't give glory to himself. He gave glory to God at the end. At the very beginning of the story, we see something different. But at the end of the story, we see that Jacob was told to bring his family in to Egypt, to bring them, to bring the fold in, and to love them. And that was an act of love that was unconditional. Even though the tragedy happened from his brothers and his family disowning him, treating him like trash, throwing him away, you can imagine the resentment and anger that Joseph must have felt. You can imagine him even, he he had the perfect opportunity to even doubt God, to hold God of, of saying, well, God, you're conditioning this in my life and, and no longer am I of worth. I should just be, I should just live my life this way in a whole. No, Joseph gave praise to God. Go, Joseph honored the Lord out of his conditional state. He embraced the unconditional love of God, which brought him out of that pit, brought him to the highest seat, sitting right beside Pharaoh. And then Joseph is giving thanks to God. How mirror image is that? And the way that Jesus also lifted us out of our pit, how Jesus <clears throat> worked, excuse me, worked through our struggles, how Jesus also identified with our pain, how God brought us up out of the pit <clears throat> through the work of Jesus and seated us <clears throat> right beside him. And then we read the words here in Scripture, Psalm 3.3, that says, But you, Lord, are a shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts my head high, who lifts my head high. Psalm 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Then it says, My heart leaps for joy, leaps for joy, and I will give thanks to him in song. Our worship is changed, friends, when our hearts are changed. And our hearts are changed, and so our lives and the songs we sing should be of His unconditional love. See how that works? Because then we are satisfied by God. Then we are able to proclaim the goodness of God and not search for the negative things, not search for other replacements within our lives to make ourselves whole, when really God is the one saying, See, I got it all right here for you. And you don't have to run and you don't need to be like somebody else because my love for you is unconditional. Friends, let me just ask you, where do you stand in the light of God's unconditional love? Our worship team training leaders and members know that the way that you lead worship is the way that you also lead life. The question is, how are you being led by God through this life? And are you allowing him to lead you? Do you agree? Do you disagree with what was shared here? Have I helped open your heart eyes to something God has worked through the words that I've said that they weren't my words, but I trust that they're God's words. Do you know I... Do you know that I pray for you 
before every broadcast. I pray that whatever that you're struggling with, that God is bringing you closer and closer to him so that he becomes your gravity and oxygen and that you can live a life of simplicity. I mentioned the term, I mentioned the term minimal, minimalist. God wants us to not live in the material of things, but to be the material of him. There's a difference. So these, do you like this? Because we, I share a lot more about this in our university program. Our, our Thursday training shows, our devotionals, the, the ebooks that you can download, the articles and videos that are already up. Just go to WTTU.co and become a member today. And if you would like the things that you've heard today to be heard and shared with your team, then invite me to do a workshop at your church. Just go to worshipteentraining.com slash workshops. I will give you the personal and customized attention to your entire worship ministry. Don't you need that? Don't you want to see your people be successful? Would you like to see worship be full? Would you like to understand better of what it means to be a leader of worship that pours out to your team, that you're able to find the time that you need and the health that you deserve and the spiritual affluency and fulfillment that God wants to put in your life by restoring your ministry? That can happen, and I'm here to help you in that journey. It's what it means to have an intuitive and fun, creative way to step up the skills of your heart, of your worship team. And the best thing of it is that we come to you. So check it out, worshipteentraining.com slash workshops. And we thank you guys for joining us here on today's broadcast. Look, I'm also going to be doing something new. I got some new things um, that's peeling off my brain. Uh, Michelle, um, who is one of our directors here at Worship Team Training, uh, she is helping me come up with some other creative ideas that we can uh, put out there to you, little daily encouragements, little little stock encouragements that we can do throughout the week. So that will be coming out soon. So uh, check out for that. Members also look at the events page as, as spoken before. And most of all, if you're not a member today, become a member. And guys, we thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast. I humbly ask you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes, iHeartRadio wherever else that you stream this from and better that better than than all of it share it with a friend share this broadcast with a friend to someone who needs to hear this encouragement i hope it was encouragement for you bring it to them today and we hope that you are getting something rootful from these broadcasts and if you're a member from the content if you're looking at our articles and posts on instagram and facebook thank you for that we our prayer is that we are trying to deliver content that is instrumental to help the formation and development of you and your worship leadership and your worship team we are serious about that and we hope that this bible study this word of the week today is helping to transform the leading of your worship and your ministry so friends remember you don't need to be perfect just like god transformed the way that you live life and the way that you lead worship love you and see you next time bye This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship team training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.